0: This evening, if you're able to rise, we would love for you to join us in singing "Hymn 118." Hymn 118. The way of the cross, the way of the cross leads home. Now, the way of the cross leads home. Hymn 118. Hymn 118. The way of the cross leads home. Lord, understanding, Lord, that for those of us who are born again, children of God, Father, that we do indeed realize that the way of the cross leads home. Father, we're so thankful, Lord, for the many blessings that you've bestowed upon us from uh, this past Sunday into now to bring your beloved people into this sanctuary, Lord, to worship you in spirit and in truth. We pray, Lord, you'll be with our pastor, Lord, as he brings forth the message that you've placed upon his heart. And, Father, we pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit will soften our hearts to receive your word, but not only be hearers of your word, but always doers of your word as well. And Lord, we just ask this in the blessed name of Jesus. Amen and amen, as you may be seated. As we turn to Him, 46, Him, 46, Jesus and me. Hymn 46. Him, 46, Jesus and me. Him, 46, Jesus and me.
1: those well you got your uh prayer sheet go ahead and get those and uh let me go over a couple of announcements real real quick do y'all know why fire engines are red fire trucks i just happen to have a little cut out i found in my bible i've had it for years and it's a it, i mean a great explanation you probably didn't know this so i'm just going to read it uh, why fire trucks are red Fire trucks have four wheels, eight firefighters, and four plus eight equals 12. There's 12 inches in a foot. A foot is a ruler. Queen Elizabeth is a ruler, and, the queen, and Queen Elizabeth is one of the largest ships on the seven seas. Seas have fish. Fish have fins. The fins fought the Russians. The Russians are red. Fire trucks are always Russian. Therefore, fire trucks are usually red. Amen. Now, as the story continues, if you think that's wild, you ought to hear some of the excuses that I hear when people try to explain to me why they're not at church when they're supposed to be. <laughs> so uh, anyway, I just thought I'd throw that in. You know, that's, that was a freebie, uh, So, uh, but pray for our day Sunday, and uh, I did have a, uh, oh, here it is, a bulletin. Don't forget Friday. Okay, is our uh, Valentine's banquet 6:30? And uh, our brother uh, uh, Elias has got getting all that together. They made it back <laughs> from back. on vacation. Uh, the funny thing is, they um, you know they were on a tarmac in the airplane for about five hours leaving, <clears throat> and then they got to the airport and got ready to come back home. And uh, their flight was canceled, so they wound up waiting. The total time they were in the airport was about five and a half hours to come home. So, you know, their vacation was just a relaxing, kind of sit around, do nothing kind of thing. So I was, but I'm glad they're back and uh, keep them in your prayers. But the Valentine's Banquet is uh, this coming Friday at 630. If you haven't signed up uh, and you'd like to come, please uh, sign up so that they can know uh, how much food uh, to prepare someone asked uh, uh, what are we eating and my response was I don't know but I think most of it will be edible <laughs> okay if, if, the kid, if the teenagers are working on it then just give it your best shot you know and just chew a little more than normal and you'll be alright okay uh, but that's a Friday 630 uh, also ladies bible study don't forget about that Uh, February 14th that's coming up next week as well and then of course a week from this Sunday I want to go ahead and put this out there we're having a teachers meeting following the afternoon service on uh, February 19th and uh, there were just some things that had come up in the uh, the last one that uh, give us time to address so I want to please have all of our teachers uh, whether it's junior church uh, helpers or whatever to be here on that 19th okay so please don't forget about that pray for our our kitchen as well, uh, we still, we're still still raising money for that. Uh, you know, we, somebody asked me, well, why is it so much more? Well, it's always been that price. We just didn't know how much. I thought we were about there, and, uh, but, so, but we, had, we went and itemized it. When you start working on something, you just can't think about how much the cabinets are because there's more involved in it than just the cabinets. Amen. So when I sat down and 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 tried to itemize everything, if you haven't noticed, things have gone up quite a bit in the last year, uh, you know. So, um, but that's all going to get taken care of. Everything's good. Yeah, I, I kind of thought maybe you wouldn't say amen, but that's okay. I didn't either. Um, but uh, please, just uh, if you give toward the uh, kitchen, please make sure that it's in an envelope. Uh, And on Wednesday nights, we're still using the cash that is not designated that comes in. We're putting that in the uh, kitchen fund as well. We have a cross. I've been preaching about that, and the Lord just has not let me get away uh, from uh, preaching about nailing our sin to the cross and things of that, and and it's a biblical principle, And, and I've... Uh, uh, some of our folks that even talked about how they've seen churches and been in churches that have done that where they put a hammer up here with some tacks and uh, and people write down things on that they need to release and they come and they, they nail it to the cross. And, you, and folks, listen, that's exactly the principle and what the Lord Jesus Christ did for me and you uh, when he it took our sins upon him. He that knew no sin became sin for us. Amen. And so... Uh, I was me and my wife was talking about this the other day, and and she said uh, the one preacher left a nail and a hammer up by the cross, and he would come in sometimes uh, after the doors would been opened during the day, and he and there would be uh, newspapers and things nailed up there that he never he never knew who they who put it up there, and uh, and you know what that's okay too, uh, but we're gonna leave that there for a while, and and you know we've preached on God's forgiveness. And then last week we preached on uh, the forgiveness of ourselves. Right. And this Sunday I'm going to preach on the forgiveness of others. Amen. And uh, listen, if God can forgive us, yeah. and scripture teaches, we should forgive other people. Right. We should, and pray for those that despitefully use us. Right. And then we need to learn how to forgive ourselves. And uh, so Sunday is going to be important. Please pray that the Lord will help us have a, a good day Sunday. All right? And now uh, go ahead and get your prayer sheets out. And um, again, we put some on there. We've uh, started over a little bit. (coughs) I need to get something, get a lozenge or something. Anyway, uh, uh, pray for these that are on here, Uh, the special needs, of course. Uh, Keep all these in your prayers. Uh, All these that are on our help list, please pray for them, um, pray for Brother Shelton, I'll go ahead and tattle on him, he didn't feel good yesterday, so I'll put him on there, and uh, keep him in your prayers, thank you very much, honey. and um, uh, you know, every time I ask him how he's feeling, you know what he says, yep, and and I know that's not always true, but he always smiles, and, and he's Brother Shelton, amen, uh, but y'all pray for him, all right? And uh, that the Lord take care. Of them. Again, remember all these that are on our our list. It was good to see Miss Shirley back Sunday. Amen. Uh, Amen. Man, she still you know can't do a few things. So keep he- her in your prayer. Again, continue to pray for Brother Dennis and Miss Susie uh, as they continue to recover. Also, again, a special prayer for Brother Gary uh, as well as he's still waiting for his uh, that. Um, that they place so that they can start using that for his dialysis, so keep him in your prayer as well. Uh, I also, there's, I'm going to put a couple of missionaries out here. There's a, a young man that uh, uh, that we learned of when I was preaching uh, Saturday for Brother Sharon uh, church plant in Rome, Texas. Uh, they've, uh, they lost a lease on a building, I believe it was, but then they found a building and uh, the Owners came to them and told them that they would sell them the building uh, and uh, the building and the property got almost it has almost eight acres the building is relatively new yeah. and it's right within uh, a walking distance of a new housing project that's going up in Rome uh, with 10,000 houses. Uh, the property is worth uh, 1.7 million. Uh, they, they, they're going to sell it to the church for $1.2 million. They have had a private investor come and say that they would float the note on them, and it's a young church. Uh, uh, they would float the note on them if they would raise, uh, it would be a lease to own, and if they could raise uh, $200,000, and um, in, in four days they've raised 70000 and, uh, and so the investors said, man, they thought, man, this is great. We're impressed with the way uh, people are helping you, uh, Independent Fundamental Baptist Church. Amen. Amen. And uh, so they said that they would go ahead and start the paperwork so that they could uh, begin, the, you know, paying their payments and things on that building. And uh, I've talked to a couple of preachers about them. Brother Jonathan Stewart, who's been here and preached, uh, President of uh, Norris. Um, he sent out a letter and they recommend this young man highly. Brother Marco knows some things about them as well. Uh, but, uh, I think we ought to send them a thousand dollars to help them, uh, with the money that they're trying to raise for that, uh, for that property. And, uh, I mean, I've, we'll put some pictures up out here. They've sent them. It's nice. They're using it and God's blessing them in a great way. Sharp young man. And uh, so, everybody in favor of, of sending them $1,000 to help them, say amen. 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 Good. Thank you. I knew you would do that. And uh, we also, there's another young man that I took on for support. I just want to go ahead and let you know that so you can just say okay for me. Uh, it's uh, It happened to be Brother Sharon's son-in-law. He is with the uh, Baptist Bible Builders and, uh, you know, the guys that came and, Helped us back here, same same deal. A, a good young man. I met him uh, this past uh, week. Preaching, uh, has a wife and a young baby. I'll put their picture up here as well. Uh, he's coming on with the builders. They will travel around and help uh, different churches. They they've got they're booked out two years already. Trying to help churches uh, that can't afford the labor. Uh, that all they have to do is provide the material. And uh, these guys are traveling around helping these churches do all kinds of things. And, uh, I mean, I heard his testimony Saturday last week, and the Lord just impressed upon my heart that we ought to take him on for support. So uh, I'll put his information out here as well so that you can see that. But uh, we need to go ahead and and, uh, vote that we take him on support. Everybody in favor of that? Say amen. 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 And I'm telling you, these are just sharp young men. Um, and uh, if you had the opportunity to meet them, and you will, uh, then I know that you would be impressed with them uh, about helping. One other missionary that I want to try to—we didn't haven't taken them on. I'd like to, but I want them to come. I don't know when, but he's a, a, a Pakistani, and um, I'm telling you, if you go over there and preach Jesus, you know what they'll do—they'll cut your head off. Uh, well, he's from there. Uh, and the testimony, I talked to him Saturday. He's, uh, he and his wife, and they've got uh, two children. Uh, the, the one thing that they, they've asked him to do, they, the, the, the Muslims over in uh, Pakistan, what they'll tell you is if you want to some, know some good history uh, about creation and about some things of that nature, they tell them, then you need to read the King James Bible. So he's going over there, and he's already started. He's noticed that they don't have any Bibles in their libraries. So he's been going around, and, and from my understanding, they've allowed him to put some Bibles in their libraries. Amen. And I said, well, how do you get away with teaching them about things that are in the Bible? He said, uh, he said because I do not condemn Islam. He said, "I just simply tell them about Jesus, I tell them the Bible says this, I teach it, uh, I teach creation, and I tell them, "Listen, this is what the Bible says, and I do it without condemning what they believe." And he said, and he said that uh, he's had some Pakistani people come to him and say, "Well, listen, this is not what I'm hearing over here. Can you tell me what it says in this book?" And so he tells them. Amen. And so he's been able to reach people. And uh, so I'd like to try to get him to come they're trying to be back home in before around September or so uh, and he's from New Jersey so uh, but we're going to let him come anyway and uh, uh, but uh, he's he's a sharp man I'm telling you he's a sharp man and uh, I'll try to I've got a video maybe we can upload it and put it on our website or something I don't know if we can, can is there a way to do that brother Eugene okay and you can go on there, and I will put his information on there so you can see it. Just a sharp, sharp, uh, sharp man. I'm sorry. Does he allow that? He oh yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I'll have to check with him and see. That's mm. a good. Good question. I'll check and see. All right. But um, if not, we'll make it available and we'll show it or something here. Okay. Amen. So uh, uh, anyway, so keep keep all these things in mind, and and uh, we'll I'll get some more information too as quickly as possible. All right. Uh, all right. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. I've taken up a little uh, more time than normal, but I thought it was necessary. Um, So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your grace. Thank you, God, again for, um, God, your watch care over us. Lord, these uh, men that we have talked about, God, I'm thankful uh, for them and their testimonies. Lord, I'm thankful, God, for Central Park Baptist Church. God, who, uh, Lord, is more than willing to help churches and help Uh, missionaries God and I I pray for them and I ask you God to please Lord uh, bless them in their ministries Lord and protect them while they're on deputation traveling to all these other churches and so Lord I lift them up in prayer in a special way Lord I pray God that you would be with uh, the activities of the week I lift up uh, Lord our valentine banquet Friday I pray God that you'd help us have a good time Lord a fellowship uh, around our brothers and sisters in Christ Lord and and folks that just may want to come and be a part, Lord, I, I I pray that they'll be here as well. I pray, God, for Saturday, Lord, as we uh, come together and go hand out flyers this week, God, with our men. I pray, God, that you bless that. Uh, Lord, we've already seen uh, visitors come as a result of uh, of having flyers on doors again. And I'm, I, I thank you, Lord, for that. I pray, God, for a special day, Sunday. Uh, God, we have been preaching about forgiveness the last few weeks, Lord. and I'm thankful for your forgiveness of us Lord even while we were yet sinners Lord you died for us and and God you forgive us of our sin freely Lord and I'm uh, thankful for the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ who cleanses me from all my sin uh, God and I pray and ask you Lord to help us Lord to learn to uh, when you forgive us help us to God please help us to forgive ourselves Lord and uh, God if you remember our sin against us no more I pray God that you'd help us Lord and folks that have trouble Uh, with things of the past that we'd put them in the past and leave them covered by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ nailed to the cross Lord help us and I pray God that you'd help me to preach Sunday on uh, forgiveness of others Lord sometimes we do pretty good uh, God when we ask you for forgiveness and even when we uh, Lord forgive ourself but God when it comes to forgiving others Lord we stumble there and I pray God that you'd please help us with that and Lord help this coming Lord's Day and help me preach with liberty and power of the Holy Spirit of God, Lord. If you if you don't come back, and God, I pray that Your hand will be upon us, Lord. I pray for these that we've mentioned tonight, Lord. I pray for Brother Gary and the poor, God. I pray that You'd be with him and his health, Lord. I pray for Brother Dennis and Miss Susie and their health, Lord as well. Uh, God, I pray tonight, Lord, that You'd be with Brother Shelton in a special way, Lord. He was. Uh, having some difficulty yesterday, and I lift him up in prayer, God, and ask you to strengthen him, help him, Lord, and uh, in, in a special way, God and uh, God help him, Lord, in in this ministry, Lord. He's a huge blessing to uh, Central Park Baptist Church, God, and I. I just thank you for him and uh, for what he does, Lord. I just pray, God, now that you bless the remainder of this worship, help us, God, and Lord, may we lean on you tonight. Help me to rightly divide your word of truth in everything that we do. And we pray, God, that you'd bless this offering. Lord, bless the gift and the giver. And we'll give you praise and give you glory for it all because it's in Jesus' name we pray and ask all these things. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come.
0: rise. We'd love for you to join us and sing a chorus of hymn 542, hymn 542, The Family of God, and then please briefly greet each other as we prepare for tonight's Bible study. Hymn 542, The Family of God. Mm-hmm. Sing along. I'm so glad I'm
1: To the Yucatan Peninsula, and um, is, oh, there we go. Yeah, it's it's not me. <laughs> this is anyway. This is. Huh? There's all. Uh, it's back on. I don't know why it's on and off. Anyway, I appreciate Brother Tyler being here. Make sure you let him know. Uh, you is, is this going to be a problem or are we going to need, bring me that other one just in case. Yeah, I don't want to, that bothers, that bothers me. Is that, technology is such a, a, a blessing. <laughs> I mean, <Hey>. uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's already, let me, I'm going to leave this right here just in case. All right. Does that sound okay out there? Sounds a little bit loud to me, so uh, y'all know how I am sometime. Anyway, get to know Brother Tyler, okay? Do you have some cards with you, Tyler? Okay, good. All right. Uh, make sure I get one, all right? Uh, and, but let him know you're going to be praying for him. Don't. Now he gave, I got here, and it was... Um, We'll try it. There we go. This one's tried and true, all right? But uh, anyway, uh, talk to him and let him know you're praying for him, all right? Um, Daniel, will uh, start in chapter 9, and we're going to pick up where we left off last week, and, and then we're going to just run right into the lessons tonight toward the end of Daniel chapter 9. But uh, let's just read the first four verses to get us started, okay? It says, In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of the seed of the Medes, Uh, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans in the uh, first year of his reign. I, Daniel, understood by uh, the books uh, of the years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. And I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and uh, supplications with fasting and sackcloth and ashes, and I prayed unto the Lord my God and made my confession and said, O Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant and mercy to them that love him and to them uh, to keep his, uh, that uh, keep his commandments. Let's go ahead and read this next verse. Uh, that we have sinned and have committed iniquity and have done wickedly and have rebelled even by departing from thy precepts. Uh, And from thy judgments, neither have we hearkened unto thy servants, the prophets, which uh, spake in thy name to our kings, our princes, and our fathers, and to all the people of the land. And I pray, Father, Lord, that you'd help us as we get back into the lesson tonight, God. I pray that we'll uh, finish up on the prayer of Daniel tonight. I pray that, again, that you'll help me to rightly divide your word of truth. And I'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Now, we're going to... I want to just finish up. We were talking about life-changing prayer last week. And uh, if you remember, I'll I'll go and give you the first uh, couple again. Life-changing prayer is motivated by the Word of God, just like Daniel. Uh, Life-changing prayer number two is measured by the will of God. And then the third thing was life-changing prayer is manifested in our walk with God. Uh, Listen, if we're going to pray it, we need to walk it. And, uh, and we see that in Daniel. This is where we, I believe, left, left off last week. We talked a little bit about fervent prayer. But I, I want to get back into that a little bit. Now, one thing that we need to see is the frequency of Daniel's prayer. Uh, and we find that prayer shouldn't be something that we do just in a point in time. but uh, you know, just, Or just because we're in a trial or a tribulation. But prayer ought to be something that's a part of our life. Uh, It's a part of our makeup. It ought to be, uh, I mean, prayer ought to be as important to us as breathing. I mean, breathing is pretty important. And prayer ought to be the same way. And it was that way with Daniel. Prayer was the very fabric of the life of Daniel. And if you look in Daniel chapter 6 and verse 10, uh, it's a testimony to the frequency of Daniel's praying. And we've talked about this a little bit, so I'll just kind of Go through it, but when Daniel knew that there was a law made against him, uh, against prayer, uh, the I mean, to, remember to anybody but Darius. You remember what Daniel did? It says Daniel, as he did aforetime. Uh, in other words, he always did that. It was a part of his makeup. He went home and he prayed. Uh, when crisis came, he didn't change anything. You know, sometimes you know, sometimes crises comes and things happen in our life, and you know what? If we're not careful, we don't feel like praying. Well, that's when we need to go ahead and pray, uh, when we're having a crisis. And, and, but crisis in Daniel's life didn't change anything. He kept right on doing what he'd always done. Prayer ought to be as much a part of our life, again, as we do anything else. Eating, breathing, all those things, the frequency of it. Notice the fervency in Daniel's prayer. James chapter 5, verse 16, and we mentioned this last week. It says, the effectual Fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. It's important as to the, um, uh, where the, the words effectual and fervent come in. Amen. Now, if you go, and, and I don't, I mean, I was doing some research on this a few weeks ago. That word fervent means impassioned, it means forceful, it means passionate, heartfelt, powerful, wholehearted. Uh, That's what that word fervent means. Listen, when we have an illness, and I mean, and we're in dire straits, or there's a burden, you know what we get fervent. Uh, We are, and that's what this is talking about. But watch this: most other Bible versions today translate this verse, and let me read this, so that the forcefulness applies to the outcome of the prayer, and not the earnestness of the prayer. Uh, they say that prayer is powerful without differentiating between fervent prayer and some other kind. But listen, that is not what James said. That's not what he says. Fervent prayer is a deep, focused, and heartfelt petition to God. And this is the kind of prayer that Jesus meant when he spoke of faith that can move mountains in Matthew 21 and verse, 20, and verse 21. Think about Hannah when she prayed in 1 Samuel chapter 1. Remember, Hannah is the mother of Samuel. But if you go and read that, you'll find that to become the mother of Samuel, it took took great faith and it took some fervent praying. In other words, it took some heartfelt, uh, wholehearted, powerful, passionate kind of praying before she became the mother of Samuel. And folks, this is in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 9 through 11, if you go there and read it, it tells us that Hannah prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. In other words, it was a heartfelt prayer. She meant business with God. She was fervent in her prayer and it availed much. That's why God tells us that fervent prayer is often joined with fasting. I was talking to the men about this the other day, and I'm I'm getting some direction on this, men. I'm going to put up a sign-up sheet uh, out here in the foyer, but it's not going to. There's I want you to not put your name on there. There's a reason for that. Amen. You can write down what you're going to fast. I mean, and we've went over that. I mean, there's a lot of ways to fast. Social media. Oh man. Listen, that'd kill some people. That'd probably kill most teenagers today that die. And they'd be dead. It'd be like going without water, you know. They'd be dead in three days. Uh, but there's a, lot of, there's a lot of things. There's caffeine. There's uh, my wife we was talking about this today. Bread. She loves bread. I'm telling you. So, I mean, I'm, so there's all kinds of things. You can just fast food and drink uh, Fluids. Uh, but when, you, when we do that, I'm going to put a calendar out there with days on it, and you can just put a check on the days that you would like to fast, whether it might be a one-day fast or three-day fast. If you want to go for longer than that, then that is between you and God. Amen. But there will be an opportunity. You can go put a check mark and on the outside of it. You can write down what you're going to fast. Maybe it will be television. You say, well, I don't have a problem with that. Well, then fast something else that you're going to deny this flesh about. Amen. I mean there's a lot of things that our flesh craves uh that we can tell it no. I I mean fast caffeine. Yeah. Caffeine's in everything. Tea, uh, chocolate, uh coffee, soda. I mean it's in everything practically. So but you follow what I'm saying. Uh, uh, to, to fast is to say no to this flesh and yes to God uh, for a spiritual reason, and so you can put it on there. If somebody's already got a check on the day that you want to fast, then just mark a check out beside it. It's okay if two men fast the same day. In fact, in fact, I think that's a good thing. And so, but there's a lot of things. And Daniel, we see, did this. He fasted and he prayed. Fasting was to devote time to earnest, fervent prayer. If you go to Daniel chapter 10, verses 10 through 14, Daniel fasted, and the Bible says he remained in deep prayer for 21 days. And we're going we're gonna to talk about this a little bit, but I'm, uh, but I'm telling you, uh, th- there were some things that took place that, uh, that we need to understand that we got to keep praying until we get an answer. And remember, let me read this, fasting is the act of abstaining from food or drink or other types of sacrifice, sacrifice. If it's easy for you to do, it's not a sacrifice. Oh, well, I'm going to give up, um, you know, anybody here not drink coffee? Okay, well, it'd be like you saying, I'm going to fast coffee this week. Well, I mean, whoop-de-doo. You know, I mean, what is that? But there's a lot of people that do that and think they're really doing something. Well, I don't like that. Let's see, I don't like this. I'm going to fast this. No, wait a minute. That's not telling the flesh no. Fasting is a a, a types of sacrifice, and it could be a lot of things. Um, It could be watching the Super Bowl. I'm not going to have any trouble with that, but I mean, so that's it. I'll fast watching the Super Bowl. Same thing. Uh, but we've got to understand that how important it is to fast and pray. Daniel fasted and remained in prayer for 21 days. And when the angel of God arrived to answer Daniel, we find that the angel, watch, had been sent immediately as Daniel began to pray. But watch, and we're going to, we'll talk about this a little more, but the spiritual forces of hell came against the angel and delivered the answer. 21 days. I mean, it took him 20, in fact, God had to send Michael, the archangel, to help him. 21 days. But you understand that God said that Satan is the prince and the power of the air. Uh, But we'll get into that a little bit more uh, as we go along. In the Old Testament, people fasted because of private problems. As we mentioned, Hannah fasted because she was barren. Some fasted over public disasters or because of personal grief or, or over uh, difficult situations. Sometimes fasting took place in penitence over sin uh, or wanting to discern the will of God. In the New Testament, it teaches that certain demons, watch, could not be cast out. And we talked about this in our men's Bible study the other day. The Bible says except through prayer and fasting... And if we want to accomplish some things for the cause of Christ, the only way we'll be able to accomplish them is through prayer and fasting. And I believe that with all my heart that we, uh, as a church, that we need to learn. Listen, prayer and fasting is not even taught anymore in most churches. I mean, uh, in fact, I'll talk about myself. I haven't preached on fasting in a while. Uh, but but I do it, but you know what? It's it's not right for me to do it, not teach you to do it. Right. Why? Because it's a biblical principle. So it's important that we do that. Now look in, in chapter 9, look in verse 20. We we come to Daniel 70 weeks. And when we get to these verses toward the end of the chapter, um Many, if not most, Bible scholars believe that Daniel 9, verses 24 through 27, is the backbone of all prophecy. Uh, I mean, they, uh, it's the, basically the outline into which all the uh, prophetic events fit. Matthew 24, Matthew chapter 25, and, and all, also Revelation. It would be hard to understand these chapters without Daniel chapter 9. Um, and so we see that when we read this, uh, you read that there are 69 seventieths of the prophecy have been fulfilled. Um, but remember, God gave Daniel the prophecy before it was ever fulfilled. I mean, we can, we can look back at history and, and watch this. We can look uh, back into history and, and, and trace the literal, ac- uh, uh, accurate, detailed fulfillment of Daniel's prophecy... And then we can look to the future, to the 70th week that's yet to be fulfilled. I mean, we're getting to that part. Uh, so I want you to notice the first thing here is the setting of Daniel's prophecy. And it's in the first 19 verses here in chapter 9. It says in the middle of, of Daniel's praying, and this is what we was talking about a minute ago, that God spoke to him and Daniel says, and, uh, you know, whilst I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and, uh, and presenting my supplication, It was during that time that Gabriel came to him. And if you look now back down to verse 21, Daniel is praying at a specific time. And the angel who came to answer his prayer came about the time of the evening offering. Now, in the Jewish religion, the time of the evening offering was about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. That was when the sacrifice is being offered. Daniel is in prayer, now watch this. At, this, at that special time in the Jewish religious calendar. But what's amazing to me is that, listen, one, where Daniel is. Now watch, where he's praying at a specific time in the Jewish calendar. Daniel has been in Babylon for 70 years. Right, right, right. Think about it, he's been away from the temple He's been away from the priests. He's been away from any resemblance of Jewish organized religion. I mean, he, he's been away from all that, and he's still in Babylon. Yeah. But at three o'clock in Babylon, Daniel is praying, and he's remembering that special time in his homeland that he was brought to Babylon when he was just a kid. Right. That's right. Isn't that amazing? That he has been doing this for 70 years. Listen, what an amazing thing is that is. Listen, even though he's in a strange land, even though he's been abducted, if you will, and brought to Babylon, he has not forgotten where he came from. God help us to remember where we have come from. I was talking to Brother Reichman the other day, and uh, there's a church that he used to be a member of, and and, and he was asking me about it years ago. And I said, listen, if I was you, I wouldn't even be a member of that church. And he said, man, you know, I And he, we talked and we went back and forth. And, and a few years later, he left. And today, uh, or the other day when he was here, he said, listen, I want you to know, I still remember what you said when I left that church. I said, really, what did I say? He, y- you told me what took you so long. And he said, I want you to know I was talking to someone the other day that's a member of that church, and they're taking Baptist off their name. And I thought, man, you know what's happened? They have forgotten where they came from. Listen, God help us. God has given us a name, and we ought to be thankful for that name. Men have died to give us our heritage. and And, and Daniel, we see here, listen, he has been proud of his heritage he has stayed with the sacrifice and stayed with his prayer time and he's done it for some 70 years and he has never forgotten and so at the very moment of Daniel's prayer he got his answer look in verse 21 let me get over here it says yea while I was speaking in prayer even the man Gabriel whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening oblation. Now watch, there was a Jewish man, uh, and when I, in my study I was reading this the other day, who recited Daniel's prayer in Hebrew. And when he recited Daniel's prayer in Hebrew, he said it took him three minutes. He said, well, what's, uh, what's, what's up with that? Well, he said that from the time Daniel began to pray, which the Bible says the angel began to fly, watch, to the end of the prayer. So as soon as Daniel starts praying, guess what? He has to leave with the answer. And by the time Daniel got through praying, guess what? Gabriel was there with the answer. Three minutes. It took him. You say, man, that's not, that's not very long. Well, look what it says. It says... Being caused to fly swiftly. You know, angels are not omnipresent. Right. They cannot be everywhere at once. That's good. They have to move through space. Are y'all's dears? Amen. Amen. So Daniel starts praying. And God says, go give Daniel that answer. Yeah. Yeah. And off he goes. Well, Gabriel takes off. And in three minutes, look in verse 23. At the beginning of thy supplications, here it is. At the beginning of thy supplications, the commandment came forth. And I came to show, or show thee, for thou art greatly beloved. Therefore, understand the matter and consider the vision. So when he started to pray, I mean, that's what it says. At the beginning of thy supplication, the commandment came forth. Well, what command? The command to give him the answer. Where did the command come from? Well, it came from God. I mean, who commands all the angels of heaven anyway? Well, God does that. So as soon as he started praying, I mean, he took off. And so Gabriel starts talking and he tells Daniel, thou art greatly beloved. Now, when I read that, that simply reminds me or tells me that the angels in heaven pay attention to what God does for his saints here on earth. I mean, he says, Thou art greatly beloved. Listen, God knows where you are, and he knows what you're going through, and and he cares about what you face today. Same thing with Daniel. Listen, Daniel, God says he's no respecter of person. He loves you just like he loved Daniel. So he says to Daniel, Thou art greatly beloved. Look in verse 24, the meaning of of the prophecy. You see where it says, Seventy weeks are determined. The word for week in the Old Testament, is the word seven. So it could read, 77s are determined. Now the 77s is of years. You say, well, where'd you get that? Look in Leviticus. Leviticus chapter 25. Leviticus chapter 25, and look in verse 3 and 4. It says, Six years thou shalt sow thy field, and six years. Thou shalt prune thy vineyard and gather in the fruit thereof. But in the seventh year shall be a Sabbath of rest unto the land, a Sabbath for the Lord. Thou shalt neither sow thy field nor prune thy vineyard. So the number seven is associated with years, the Sabbath year. Now look in verse 8 and 9. It says, And thou shalt number seven Sabbaths of years unto thee. Seven times seven years. And the space of the seven Sabbaths of years shall be unto thee forty and nine years. Then shalt thou cause the trumpet of the jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month in the day of atonement. Shall ye make the trumpet sound throughout all your land. So it talks about the seven times seven years and then the fiftieth year of jubilee. Now Daniel is thinking about years not days. And in Daniel's mind, watch this, he was, I mean, his mind was on the end of captivity, which is, I mean, the people are already involved in it. So the reason the Jews are in captivity here, watch it, is is not just because of their disobedience. If you go to Second Chronicles chapter 36 and verse 21, the Bible says they were to remain captives until the land had enjoyed her Sabbath. Now, now to me, this is interesting, and it teaches us something today. You remember, we just read it. God told the people he wanted one year out of seven. Did he not say, we just read that in the book of Leviticus. He said, "I, I want one year out of seven. But the Jewish people wouldn't give it to him. So he took it. That's what happened. While they were in captivity in Babylon. The land back around Jerusalem, guess what? The land's getting caught up on the Sabbath that belonged to God. They belonged to God, but the people didn't give it to Him. So God says, okay, if you don't want to give it to me willingly, I'll just take it. And you're going to stay in captivity until the land has enjoyed those Sabbaths that you failed to give me. So, the principle here is that if you don't give God what he owns, he will take it. Amen. Amen. Some people think they get by and not giving God what belongs to him, whether it be, I don't know, in tithes, or maybe um, offerings, or their time, or their talents, or their worship. But remember, God always collects. Yeah, I mean, we see it right here. And he's doing it with with, uh, Israel. Uh, I mean, so how long is 70 weeks of years? Well, 70 times 7 is 490. So 490 years. And the prophecy here is talking about 490 years that are determined or what means cut out of the calendar. So all through the book of Daniel We've been talking about how God is going to work through the Gentile rulers. And what a great privilege that is. Listen, um, I mean, God is working through the Gentiles. That's me and you. What a great privilege that is. And listen, uh, I mean, uh, God tried to work through His people and they, they turned away from Him. So God turned to the Gentiles and says, okay, I'll use them. God help us. Listen, let's not take that for granted. So we see here, watch, so, but God has cut out 490 years that belong to the Jews. And he shows how his program will work in that period of time. Now watch, in the Old Testament, a year was not made up of 365 days. It was made up of 360 days. You say, well, I mean, uh, let me, you can see that through Noah and the prophecies in the book of Revelation. Well, what happened to the other five days? Well, it's just like our calendar. We have leap year. Okay. Well, the Jews, theirs is bigger than ours. We, we don't have a perfect calendar. All right? I mean, so so God is trying to show us that through a 360-day-a-year calendar, what's going on in these 70 weeks. But notice something else. Remember, God's trying to tell Daniel how the Gentile rulers are going to follow one after another. And Daniel is wondering probably, well, how are the Jews going to fit into all this? If you're going to work through the Gentiles, well, where do the Jews come in? Well, see, he's already asked God said, God, I don't understand all this. I don't know what's going on. Uh, Can you please help me to understand what's going to happen after the Jews return from captivity? So God's telling Daniel, and I'm paraphrasing. He said, I'm not finished with your people yet. But I want you to see my plan for the Gentiles. He said, I'm just going to show you what's going on. So then God lays it all out. Remember the panoramic picture. God says, okay, here it is. Take a look. I mean, <clears throat> we took some of those when we were out in Israel. And, and I, you still can't take it all in. You can see it and you can look at it. But man, it's hard to, uh, you know, to grasp everything that you're looking at. Well, Daniel's the same way. God shows him all this, and he shows him uh, God's plan for what's going on for his people. And we don't need to forget, though, that God's plan for the Jews has never gone away. God hasn't discarded his people. God still has a plan for them. But right now, it's like he's writing a a, a sentence, and then you put a parenthesis on this end, and then you write something along the way, and then you put a parenthesis on this end, and then you put your comma, and then you start back with a story. Well, we're in the parenthesis. Right. We're in that part that God says, okay, let me just stop the clock for a little bit and let me show you what's going on. We're, that is where we are. We're in a little stopping off place. Look, look in John chapter 1, verse 11, 12. John chapter 1. Uh, chapter 1, verse 11, 12. One more page. He came into his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Now watch. That's the parenthesis in this phrase. We are the parenthesis right here. When Israel rejected the Lord as their Messiah... Then, as I've already said, he turned to the Gentiles and put aside his plan for the Jews. He he he's put the Jews on the sideline as a nation. But if you've watched the Israel, listen, I'm telling you, they're not they're they're coming back. They're going. The Jews are going back home, and and we're seeing some things take place. And the and sixty nine of the seventy weeks have been fulfilled here in Daniel chapter nine. And I personally believe that we are at the end of that parenthesis. I think we are right wherever it is, right down here, that is where we are. And we are just at that point where the rapture takes place, the church is gone, and the tribulation period begins. I think we are right there. Listen, I, we, I mean, all you got to do is look around. We're seeing things happening today that it is like, me, me and my wife, were, we were uh, watching the news last night, and there was a commercial that came on, and, I, and I'm, I'm laying there, and I'm going, my mouth has fallen open, and, and she's laying there laughing, and I'm thinking, uh, am I seeing what I am seeing on a commercial? Yeah. I said, are you kidding me? I, I thought, man, we, where have we come to as a country? Listen, we are living in wicked, wicked days. And we can all say amen. You say, well, man, it can't get much worse. Oh, yes, it can. Listen, I, someone was telling it might have been Brother Clark or, or one of the men the other day talking about how, uh, and I didn't watch it, but in, and they saw it on the, the social media or something, but how the Grammy thing did some kind of a satanic deal. And I thought, oh, are you kidding me? Listen, we have come to that place in our country. But God help us as a church to be a bright light in a dark, dark world today. And the world needs to know that there is a place they can go where the light of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ shines bright. And they can get saved as a result of it. Uh, The great tribulation, I'm I'm telling you, uh, I think we're right on the verge. Look in verse 25 and and I'm done. I've tried to hope I haven't just bogged you down. But verse 25, we have the information about the first 69 weeks of Daniel. 70 weeks. In verse 26, we see and understand the parenthesis that we're in right now. Verse 27, it deals with all the information of the 70th week. Now... Daniel has to this point now watch Daniel has only asked God to tell him what's going to happen to the Jews in Babylon that's what he's asked and then you hear and it started all this other stuff listen I mean uh, he just wanted to know when the 70 years of captivity were going to be over you remember he was reading out of Jeremiah and he reads about this and he gets excited because he's thinking man man this is almost over. So he turns to God and says, God, what's going to happen when this is all comes to an end? And God tells Daniel, listen, Daniel, I'll tell you why. Because you're the kind of, of person that you are. And because you walk with me in obedience and righteousness, God says, you know what? I'm just going to tell you everything. I'm just going to get, tell you the, the rest of the story. <laughs> Amen? So God tells Daniel, he said, I'm going to tell you what, what I'm going to do for you and for your people as long as you're on the face of the earth. And I can imagine Daniel's going, I just want to know what's going on, you know, with the people. You know, uh, Brother Eugene and, and Brother Elias, sometimes they come around and, and they start telling me stuff about this, uh, you know, about the, the new sound equipment and all this stuff. And I'm saying, so? <laughs> I don't want to know all that. That day, Brother Elias was trying to tell me how to turn it off because it, I turned it off the other day. Man, I'm pushing buttons everywhere, you know, thinking I'm doing the right thing. He said, No, preacher, this is what you do. And I went, Well, I'm glad you know that because from now on, I'm not going to touch any of it. All I want to know is, you know, they all said, Just show me the baby. I don't need to know all the details. Just show me the baby. Well, that's why Daniel's saying. Lord, if you'll, all I wanted to know was this right here. And God says, I'm just going to give you the whole load. So just be ready. So Daniel prayed. And he prayed righteously. And God gave him not only watch what he asked for, but more than he asked for. Oftentimes when we go to God and ask him for something, he not only gives us what we ask for, but he gives us more than we ask for just like Solomon when he asked for wisdom. God gave him fame, honor, and wealth. And a lot of Jews are waiting for the Messiah to come the first time. They're still looking for him to come. But Jesus has come. And we're not looking for the Messiah. I'm not. I'm looking for his return. And just as sure as he came the first time, he's coming the second time. One ancient rabbi, I thought this was interesting, he said this, let the bones of those who reckon the times tremble in fear. And then I thought, you know, we as Christians today can say, let the hearts of those who reckon the times rejoice. 2 Timothy 4.8 says, Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only but un, unto all them also that love his appearing. Can you imagine Jesus Christ, the one who died for our sin on a cross, and stretched him out, beat him to death, nailed him to a cross. One of these days, he's not only going to serve us at the marriage supper of the Lamb, but one of these days, if you've done the things that God has called you to do, he's going to say, here, I want you to have this crown. He who has done everything for us is still going to hand us a crown of reward when we get to heaven. Amen. Man, how awesome is that? What did we do to get? Deserve it. Not a thing. But one of these days, he's going to give it. And thank God, he's, we're going to have an opportunity to go right back by the throne of heaven and lay it back Amen. at his feet. Amen. Man, and throw up our hands and sing the song. Thou... Heartworthy. worthy yeah. listen are you ready man be ready we're gonna we're gonna get into something that made the Lord himself cry uh, next week um, it, it, it really touched his heart and we're gonna I'm gonna talk to you about it but tonight you know we you say well I don't understand all that well you don't have to I don't understand all of it either but I do all I understand is the time's short yeah. Jesus is coming And we need to be ready. So the question is, are you ready? Father, help us, Lord. Bless this time of invitation.